Ladies and gentlemen, the huddle is a place where your leader galvanizes your squad to go out and get the task at hand accomplished. On this show, what is promised is the truth and personality that you will get from host Kenny C and the real Lil. So sit back, relax, and remember, what happens in the huddle stays in the huddle. Ladies and gents, boys and girls, it is that time again in the huddle episode 90, January 25th, post NFC and AFC championship games. The Super Bowl matchups are set in stone. I, I woke up this morning. It was rough for me to get up, get out of bed at 445 and go to work all damn day after what happened on Sunday. But I'm here and I'm actually pumped and I'm ready to talk some football with my guys per usual. I am Kenny C. Alongside me is the real Lil. Coach Mello, Coach Mello and Zach Crow. Let's get it going. Oh, I'm sorry, guys. My fault. I think I had grass for breakfast this morning. I think Tom Brady did too, because he's a daggone goat. We back in the daggone NFC Championship game, and I told y'all, fellas, yeah, I'm going to talk my stuff today. I told y'all from day one, all right, since the season started, that it would have been the Tampa Bay Buccaneers representing the NFC Championship I mean, representing the NFC in the Super Bowl. And guess what? Lil Shadamas, it came to pass. So shall it be written. So shall it be done. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm just ready to have some daggone fun. Let's get this show started. What's going on, gentlemen, man? Happy Monday. Just want to say, you know, episode 90 with you guys. You know, yesterday was two great games of football. Can't wait to bring some receipts on, on this episode tonight. Let's get it. Boys, what's going on? I hope uh, everyone's doing well. I just wanted to say, man, like we started the show a while back and I'll say that the reason why we started this show is for days like this, man. It is days like this. It's why I'm so excited to be recording with you guys each and every week. But all of the hard work we've done uh, so far this season, it all leads up to today. And we all have a lot to say. This is really one of the more anticipated episodes I've had in a while. I really can't wait. Let's get to it. Oh, yeah. So the first topic here to kick it off, obviously, is the Bucks holding off the Packers 31-26 to to punch their ticket to the Super Bowl. Leal, start us up. Well, there's a lot of dynamics we can go into, but I'm going to keep it short um, so y'all fellas can get in here. I would say my biggest takeaway from this game, other than what I already took away from the last seven years, is that Tom Brady's a GOAT, but my main takeaway is that this game came down to the coaching philosophies from both sides, Matt LaFleur and Bruce Arians. And what I mean by that is because there were crucial moments in this game from both sides that a coach had to make a decision, whether to gamble or whether to not gamble in the NFC Championship game. Before the half ended, Bruce Arians took a risk. He took a gamble. We all know his philosophy. No risk it, no biscuit. Well, my brother surely got his biscuit yesterday when he decided that after the intercession by Sean Murphy Bunton that he wasn't going to be fronting and he was going to try to go for that touchdown before the half to extend the lead. When Tom Brady hit Miller on a dime, 39 yards, I believe, over King. And, you know, just that philosophy of attack, attack, attack. Like he said, to the um, journalists, that that's our motto, attack, attack, attack. Because a lot of teams get so lassical, you know, in this moment. They're afraid of the moment. They don't want to attack. They allow the next team to come back in, and they don't put their foot on their neck. And Bruce Arians put they, his foot on the Packers' neck by calling that play. And I think that was one of the, the more game-changing plays right there because it gave the Buccaneers momentum. And – Obviously, they lost that momentum. The Packers had the momentum coming back, and then the ball was in LaFleur's court. You know, all right, it's fourth down, fourth down to go. You have Aaron Rodgers, who's one hell of a quarterback, had one hell of a year, and you're on the eight-yard line. Do you want to go for it, or do you want to kick the field goal and have your defense win you that game instead of having your quarterback win you that game? And he decided to kick the field goal. And we all know the end of the story. So that game came down to the coaching philosophies. This has been a hell of a year with the coaching dynamic in the NFL. A lot of great coaches. And in play, playoffs like this, in moments like this, 
a coach is going to win or lose you these type of games. And that's what happened last night. Yeah, man. Listen, to start things off, first and foremost, um, you know, there's a lot to say here. And one thing, one thing is certain, like Green Bay, I'm coming for that ass because I'm just – it was one of the most frustrating and then heartbreaking games I've ever watched. The total roller coaster. First and foremost, though, I got to give credit to the Bucks for the win. Top Bulls and that defense, my God, dominant, and they showed it. And the pass blocking was phenomenal for Brady. Barely, we, we couldn't get much pressure on him. We, we did in the second half on some big plays. But ultimately, my two things that, that, that really break down this game are coaching as well and just execution, you know, at the end of the day, for me, Green Bay defeated Green Bay. You shot yourselves in the foot on multiple, multiple moments in this game. The errors, five-minute mark second quarter, that missed touchdown by Devontae Adams. I mean, that's a back shoulder fade, which 999 times out of 1,000, not even 99 of 100, is always a home run hit. It's always six points. Adams should have made the catch. He doesn't. Third down, Adams runs a great route, just can't get the feed in. Uncharacteristic on both both. Uh, attempts there by Adams on that drive. They end up with three instead of seven. That's huge. And it's a 14-10 game. And then next, with less than a minute to go in the second quarter, Raj throws the questionable pick to Bunting because, you know, I thought there was a hold there. You could have argued it either way. But at the end of the day, you know, you let the boys play. So, all right, you let the boys play in that situation. 15 seconds to go. Will Redmond, execution, not there. Cannot get the interception on Brady, who lost the one up. And then this is one of the, the most horrid calls I have ever seen as a Packers fan. And Mike Patton, I called for your ass to be fired since last year's NFC chip game. Before the half, you have eight seconds to go, and you're running man coverage. Kevin King, who got burnt on the first touchdown – by Evans, completely missed time. That's another execution point in there. Could not execute. And you have him man coverage with one of the fastest receivers on the field in Scotty Miller. And, all right, there's the play call, but then the execution was even worse by Kevin King. I don't care if we don't re-sign him next year. I want him gone. Man's playing inside leverage technique when he should be playing outside and gets completely torched for a touchdown. That completely swung the game. You go from a seven-point game to a ten-point game going into the half. There's that. Second half starts, we get punched in the mouth. Aaron Jones gets destroyed. They fumble. Devin White, the defense creating turnovers and cashing in for points for the offense. The offense cashing in for points has been the storyline for this defense the whole year. 14 points in this game, the defense provided for its offense. And they cash in easily. Amos plays run and completely lets break go wide open. That's a touchdown. Execution, horrid. Petten, it's clear to see this game put on that Patton does not have this group unified and does not have this group on the same damn page. This defense has been like this all damn year. So it's 28 to 10, 18 point margin in the beginning of the half. You think as a Packer fan, oh, this is over. It's going to be the same outcome as the, as the Bucks first matchup. And out of nowhere, they start developing a drive after Amos picks off Brady, bad throw by Brady. He fell apart in the second half. And this was literally this was literally the Green Bay Packers game to finish off. You had three chances, and you got six points out of those three picks that Brady threw. He had seven completions and three picks in the whole second half. This defense stepped up big time for the Bucs. You had the one drive in particular. After Rodgers gets the touchdown to Devontae, the missed two-point. I mean, Kwame and St. Brown, you should be cut on the spot. What the hell was that? It's in your damn hands. You made it a five-point game when it was going to be a three-point game, and then they had the chance to – many chances to go ahead and take the lead regardless. If it's an eight-point game, okay. They had three damn chances, and they came away with six points out of all three of those drives. Jared Alexander, outstanding game. Shows that he should be a first-team all-pro. I don't know what the oh. hell those voters – what the hell those, those, those guys that were making the, the votes and placing these guys in the teams was thinking. But that's horrible. And one more thing I had to throw in there. All right, another narrative here with letting the boys play. Third and 11 after the second Jair pick. The refs don't call a holding again on bunting. All right, I'll let it slide. Let the boys play. It's an NFC championship. Fair enough. And then the Packers, the, like Leal said, to end his point. I'm sorry I'm going off here, but I had to go off. This is my last time talking about the team. Last, last time talking about my team for the rest of the damn year. This was the point right here. Leal brought it up. The coaching, this is my other point. 
not just with the with this play here with the fourth with the fourth down, but Lafleur the entire game. Rick Wagner and Billy Turner are getting bulldozed the entire damn game. Six sacks on the day. JPP has a couple. Shaq Barrett has a couple. They're getting bulldozed. At no point did I see him put a tight end or a running back in pass blocking to assist Rodgers, assist those left and right tackles with the pass blocking. That's a coaching error right there. And the icing on the cake is what Leal brought up. You have the ball, fourth and eight from the eighth yard line, and you don't go for it. When you have 209 left, all right, Rodgers, we all know, you should have scrambled on that play, but it happens. Pressure in the moment happens, and he, he thought he could throw it and get, and get a better play out of it. Should have scrambled. We all know that. But the fourth down call is what killed the game. You're going to let this defense that played great because it got you three picks, but the offense did not execute. You're going to let them try to finish this game. That, to me, was ridiculous. It's 209. If you get a quick play and it's fourth down, all right, let's say you don't get it, but you still have enough time. You didn't run off all nine seconds. You have a fourth timeout regardless. So that thought process to me was ridiculous. Yeah, you had three timeouts, but you have you have Aaron Rodgers. I would rather ride and die with Aaron Rodgers on that play. He doesn't get it. Okay, season's over. Then, then have them do that. Because, look, even if they went for it and didn't get it, they, the Bucks still have to drive the full field. You, well, I don't know where the thought process was. Like Steve Young said in the Michael K show today, that decision right there by LaFleur, if you go with Rodgers in that scenario, you're not going to get fired for it. The, the decision that he made – very questionably could put him up for grabs, but he's not going to because of what he's led the Packers through the past two years. Obviously, it hasn't resulted in a bowl, but just from what he's done, he's not going to get the boot. But that decision right there for any other coach is most likely going to give you the boot. And that was just the icing on the cake. And then this was my last narrative here, boys. I know, the last play. Kevin King, your ass is gone. I, I hate you. But if you're going to let the boys play the entire game, even, if no even I know it was a blatant call, you're going to let the boys play the entire game and then you're going to call it. Like the ref hesitated too, as you saw. So it was just like, you know, this is just the icing on the cake. We a historic comeback resulted in nothing, a loss, and my boys packing for another fifth NFC championship. Zach, take the mic. I know you're gonna tail my boys down as well. Yeah, I just wanted to say this, man. As a Jet fan, and I know Cam knows exactly where I'm coming from. I believe that there are very few feelings in this world better than witnessing your team winning a Super Bowl. Can you see, I know it was a tough loss yesterday, but you've experienced it. Will, being a Brady guy, he's obviously experienced it. But I just got to say this, man. Yesterday, going into, <laughs> the, going into the game, I thought that everything was in the Green Bay Packers' favor. I thought that with this being Aaron Rodgers' first NFC Championship game at home, I thought that the Packers going into the game yesterday had the better coach. They had the healthier roster. And I get, I didn't agree with that call. I totally understand. I see people, you know, blaming the Packers defense. They had three picks. They played as great as they could. And the LaFleur call, I didn't agree with it, but I'm not going to sit here and call him a bad coach. He's 26 and six since he's taken over. There is a reason, as much as I hate to say it, there's a reason why Tom Brady is the GOAT. There's a reason why all of a sudden he goes to Tampa Bay after not making the playoffs in what, in what is it, 12 straight years and all of a sudden leads them to the Super Bowl. Aaron Rodgers is 1-8 in the playoffs when his team is down at halftime. And prior to yesterday, Aaron Rodgers in the past two uh, championship games uh, he's played in, his team hasn't scored in the first half. Now, is he the only reason why the Packers lost yesterday? Of course not. The refs didn't help out. The offensive line sucked. But if I'm a Packer fan, like – I don't know where to go from here. That is a that, like what what even happened? The, nothing went right, and you still had a chance to win the game. And there's a reason why Tom Brady is three and one in the playoffs when he throws more than three picks. That stat is crazy to me. Another crazy stat: Aaron Rodgers has lost four times in the championship game. Each time he's lost earlier that season, the Packers have played that same team and lost also. The quarterback is what uh, wins and loses you games. And is Aaron Rodgers the only reason the Packers lost yesterday? Of course not. But, man, like, I just don't know where to go from here. And if I'm a Packer fan, I don't know how I'm waking up this morning. Everything was in your favor. You were the better team. You were at home. You were healthier. I understand the rest didn't help you. I understand your offensive line sucked. And if Bakhtiari plays, maybe it's a different game. But, man, if Aaron Rodgers is as good as everyone says he is, he has to step up and make a play. 
I understand he had the lane on the run. That wasn't the only reason why they lost. But the Packers left too many points on the board yesterday. I get their defense didn't help them out. I get the refs didn't help them out. But no one ever said that winning a Super Bowl was going to be easy. And you need your best guy and your most important leader, LaFleur, helping your team out the whole year, winning game after game. You need them to step up. And they didn't do it. And I'm sorry. If I'm a Packer fan, I just don't know where to go from here. I'm disgusted. Wow. Dang, everybody's fencing tonight. I love it. But I don't want to keep it short and simple, man. I just want to say a big shout-out to that Bucks defense. I got nothing Thank to say you. about the Packers. You know, I got nothing to say about the Packers. You know, the return of Vita VA, you know, was a big, you know, was a big improvement. Honestly, they got to, uh, you know, yeah, Vita Vea, right? That's how I pronounce yeah. it, correct? There you yeah. go. Perfect. Yeah. Um, you know, they, you know, hit Rodgers about eight times yesterday. They got to Rodgers, you know, five times. You know, two, two sacks from Pierre Paul, three from um, Shaq Barrett. Also, too, you know, the, you know, White, you know, White with the fumble recovery from Aaron Jones and the interception by Sean, by Sean Murphy. I believe that, you know, the Bucks even played outstanding, you know, in, in the tundra yesterday. You know, with that narrative saying, oh, I say, you know, that Bucks defense are in for a rude awakening. They're about to go to Lambeau Field. You know, it's going to be cold. You know, this one work out in our favor. And I just believe that yesterday the Bucks just came out there and played football and they did what they had to do. So that was my take on yesterday's game on it. There's a lot of things I want to say. Um, Kenny C, I know Kenny C had to get out what he had to get out, being the guy, the recipient, the recipient of what transpired yesterday. So it's okay. And I didn't want to give a second take without y'all fellas giving y'all first take. But there's a lot of I'm things. I'm sorry that, mine was so long too. I, I had to get it out. It's all good. It's all good. This, you know, it's all good. But um, you know, both of y'all made some interesting points that I want to touch on, Kenny C and Zach. Um, Kenny C. And I think Cam actually nailed it pretty much of where I wanted to go with it is that we also we have to give credit to the Buccaneers defense. And I know Kenny C is going to take the side where he's scolding his own team because his team lost. I would probably do the same thing if I'm being honest. So I'm actually going to commend Kenny C from coming on his show, knowing damn well the debates we had between these two teams. And for him, like how can like Zach, how you said. We don't know how Green Bay Packers fans are waking up this morning. But for some reason, I didn't think Kenny C was going to show up today. I'm going to be honest with you. I sent Kenny C a gift I had of to, the bro. GOAT. And I, I said, to. you know what? I, I, don't, I won't be surprised if Kenny C just called out from in the huddle today. He showed up. And that's how you got to attack life. You know, you got to attack it. You got to take dignity. L's, bro. You no, have you know, to you gotta, you gotta take your L's, L's with dignity. You know what? My, when I used to get in trouble and I used to do bad things, my mom used to get the belt. And it was one time where I knew I was going to get beat. So I went to my mother with the belt, with pride. Like, here you go. You're not beating me. I'm allowing you to beat me. Here's the belt. You know, so that's how you got to attack. And I'm glad Kenny, Kenny C showed up today, and I'm glad he had that speech. But another thing, too, you got to give the credit to the Buccaneers defense because they were undermanned. Of course, bro. Anton Winfield Jr. was out. That was a big loss. I When I heard that, I was like, oh, my God, this, this might swing the game because he's that important. He gets the majority of the snaps. And you're talking about guy off the practice card, you know, filling in for him in a big moment like this. Another thing, um, Whitehead goes down in the middle of the game. And this is where all the momentum is going to Green Bay. Tom Brady just threw three interceptions after having a hell of a half. Um, the first half, he threw three interceptions. So now all the pressure is where? On that Buccaneers defense that, uh, that is undermanned. And they got stops. They only allowed six points off of those three um, turnovers. And that has to be credited. That has to go for the Bucs side. You talk about Shaq Barrett, three sacks. JPP, two sacks. They got to the quarterback. This yeah, is a Bulls, defense. Bulls that, dialed that, up a great, great You know, and, and it, it's the play calling. It's the fact that when you see the running backs getting tackled, it's like guys are swarming to the ball. It is not one guy. There's two or three guys at the ball. And this is the type of team that are tailor-made for the Chiefs, to be honest with you, because they can get to Pat Mahomes and sit back in that secondary. I'm not going to make no Super Bowl predictions right now, but I just want to say that. And, you know, pretty much, man, Aaron Rodgers, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, despite Aaron Rodgers and say, Aaron Rodgers is not a great quarterback. The brother's a hell of a quarterback. But, Zach, I think it's more of the point that I've been making for the last two weeks. It's hard to win in the NFL. Yeah, man. You know, yeah. Drew Brees had a lot of losses that he should have won championships with. You know, all the quarterbacks, a lot of quarterbacks, they can't get rings because it's so hard to win. But when you have a guy that 
been to 10 Super Bowls and has six rings and chasing seven, it's even more impressive. It, it is. And, and, and that's why and he's what I'll say, what I'll add to that too, Zach, is, you know, like you said, you know, I, you said, I know this game isn't totally on Rodgers, you know, and in this game in particular, it really isn't, bro, because this was just a plethora of just horrible things that happened to this team. The execution and the coaching, like I said, just throughout the entire game plagued this team. This 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 game didn't even come down to Brady versus Rodgers at all. It came down to the defense, came down to the coaching. There was some chance in there with the officiating. I mean, this is a whole mix of things that just resulted in the Packers not being able to get it done. And while you could say, all right, you know, Rodgers had, had three chances, that's fair to say. But at the same time, like, it comes down to the biggest moment, and LaFleur doesn't give Rodgers the chance to try to win, tie, try to tie the game. I, get I it. agree Just, with Kenny C. I agree with Kenny Morty. C. Actually, me and Kenny C is actually agreeing here, which is crazy <laughs> because when which you think is about it, it's the narrative. It's the narrative that this is a Tom Brady versus Aaron Rodgers. It's not. It's the Buccaneers versus the Packers, yep. and the Buccaneers was, was a better team. You know, so order, don't buy into this narrative, yep. oh, Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. You know, it's, it's about the football team playing the other football team. Football is a team sport. Fans. Right. I just want Team to, sport. Right. I just wanted to say this, though. In my opinion, like, Aaron Rodgers is going to be a first ballot Hall of Famer, obviously. And when you look at this whole situation, I think that a lot of times – I don't know about you guys if you guys do this, but for me, when I'm judging and evaluating quarterbacks – I like to put a lot of stock in the situation at hand. And that's why I'm blaming Aaron Rodgers. Was Aaron Rodgers the main reason the Packers lost yesterday? No, of course not. But at the same time, I'm just not a guy that is about the excuses, especially when it comes to the quarterback position. Tom Brady didn't play his best game yesterday. I agree. This wasn't even his best season. You know, he had his ups and downs. But at the same time, Tom Brady did whatever he could, numbers aside, to get the Buccaneers to the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying that Aaron Rodgers is anywhere near Tom Brady, but there are plenty of people that say, you know, Aaron Rodgers is the more talented quarterback. He has the better arm. And I just don't understand why he's been to five championship games and he's only won one, and everything was in his favor yesterday. Everything. And he couldn't get the job done. I understand the refs sucked. I understand the offensive line sucked. I understand his coaching didn't help him out. But no, as you guys said, no, no one ever said winning a Super Bowl is going to be easy. And when you're a player as good as him that has done as much as he had, I think that's why if I'm a Packer fan, I'm so devastated by this loss is because even though LaFleur took the game out of his hands, you guys had so many opportunities. And after the GOAT, Tom Brady gives you two gifts with two interceptions as three well gifts. Tampa Bay as well as Tampa Bay played yesterday uh, on defense. The fact that he couldn't even get a first down, that just tells me a lot, man. And another narrative here, though, is like, you know, we could, bl we could place blame on Rodgers to a degree, but at the same time, like what Leo and I just said, you know, football is a team sport. You look back on those games, Rodgers with, coming off a torn calf hobbling around the field against Seattle in 2014, still had literally had the game in his pocket and – Total collapse from a coaching perspective, the defense, the botched onside kick. So, like, that's whole one thing. Then Matty Ice drops 390-plus yards, four touchdowns on the defense in that blowout loss in 2015. It's a mix of things, bro. It's not just one guy. Rodgers isn't on defense. Why is Tom Brady able to get to six? Aaron Rodgers able to get – can only get to one, bro. I'm sorry, bro. I would say this. Look at the supporting cast of Brady. It's two things here. Julian in his past, I'm talking I, 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 about the I, 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 supporting come on, come cast on. of the team. You have on, a Hall of Fame, it, it, the greatest head things. coach of all time. Let, with can you can see? Can you see? Right, now you're losing me now. Teams. Now you're losing me because I was on your side. But How when you go and say, me? when you go and say, Tom Brady, it's all on Rodgers. It's all on Rodgers. I know, but but look at it. Look at it like this. Tom Brady. There's a reason why. There's there's things that go over our head on why Tom Brady, you know, wins championships. Number one is the leadership. Is the way how you treat teammates. What I noticed from Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady, there's a big difference on the way how both handle situations. And you can't tell me otherwise. When Aaron Rodgers, when things don't go his way, we see a little bratty type of Aaron Rodgers. When things don't go well with Tom Brady, oh, you know, we got to focus on getting better. You don't hear Tom Brady ever call out teammates, coaches that call him out, that wish for his downfall. It's all about business with Tom Brady. So it's things like that why the leadership is the biggest thing here. I don't bro, care about the bro, talent. Rogers you is need also a leader. A great leader. 
Aaron Rodgers at Rodgers times. is a great at times. We can't. But there's, there's say, ways that Rodgers handle right, situations. Bro, 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 you're that, looking that, at things. I'm. I'm just gonna say everybody. This. Bro, Breeze had like, talent. What have you told? He didn't win. What have you so said on like, the show? The media portrays things. The media portrays things how it wants to portray things. Rodgers, yes, yes, he's definitely had some snicky, snickery yeah, comments, you know, to the to the media, but. As a whole, you don't know what Rogers doing behind closed doors. Right. Look at how elevated a team it's about, it's about in two NFC showing. championships. What are you with showing a whole team to the American him. people? What are you showing? This is a true leader, bro. You can't sit here and tell me no, Aaron Rodgers. Is, but not here's a the problem, though. Everybody can be a leader when everything is going well. Everybody can. Oh, you a great leader. You know, you good to everybody. You meditating all that when things is going well. Aaron Rodgers was talking about how I love playing football. Oh, this was great for me. This year has been great. I love my teammates. You lose a game. Oh, I gotta think about my future. It's things like that. That is way how you handle things. I mean, bro. To Zach's point, to what Zach's getting at, if you look at what Aaron Rodgers has gone through. In these heartbreaking losses as a team effort, who the hell wouldn't want no, to be I get out? It. It's, it's I get it. After five championships and the first one at home, yeah, but and your team loses. As I said earlier, I hope he's, he's, he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. He is. And the fact that looking back, there's a really good chance looking back at his career, we're going to say, oh, he only got to one Super Bowl? Like, what is, like, I hate to say it, but like, what does that say? You could put up all the numbers you want. You could win all the games you want in the regular season, but there's a reason why Tom Brady has been to seven, But at the same six, time, well, you all right, can't. Dan Marino never won a ring, and we still consider him a top 10 of all time. Right, arguably I get it, top five. I didn't, I didn't see Dan Marino play, so I mean, I, I'm really not, you know, qualified to I'm talk just going that. by the facts, bro. Like, uh, obviously, well, dude, I am the first person here that's going to tell you, like, Aaron Rodgers definitely should have had a second ring, no doubt. I'm not disagreeing with that, but I'm not placing all of the past failures on solely Aaron I'm Rodgers. Not, I'm not either, but all I'm saying is, bro, like, there comes a point where, where if you want to do that once or twice, that's fine. It's just the thing is, Aaron Rodgers is such a good quarterback, and he's too good of a quarterback to lose four NFC championship games. And, you know, the calf, the offensive line, all the excuses, man. Like, you could give, you could throw them at me. But I just hate to say it. I, think, I put this guy in such a different standard than everyone else. He's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen. And I think looking back at his career, when he retires, if uh, – Zach is right. Zach is right. Where they are, we're going to be very I disappointed. Mean, right. One last thing to throw in here, though, with this. Zach, you – but, Zach, you've mentioned in the past how Mike McCarthy has been a horrible coach for Aaron Rodgers, and then you throw in that you're saying, you know, look at how many rings Brady's won. Well, it takes two to, to tango. you got to have it. a great – you got to have a great coach look at Bruce and a great quarterback You have to have both. Bruce Aaron's Hence why the Brady and Belichick have six together. If you would have well, told me – if you would have asked any Packer fan yesterday, who is the better coach, LaFleur or Arians, everyone is saying LaFleur. Okay, yes, that game. Back, but if we're talking go. historically we about Rodgers, Mike well, McCarthy is not well, it, well, dog. Well, I know he's won a bowl with us. You're wrong. Zach is right. Zach has swayed me in this because everybody is talking about – how Rodgers, you see, that that's the problem. This is the problem that we are having right here. Everybody want to compare somebody to Tom Brady. Like I keep saying, people say, oh, you love Tom Brady. It's a daggone fact. I didn't fact. start the comparison. All right, Tom Brady is in a stratosphere by himself. And the media likes to put, uh, the media likes to pick somebody, oh, we let's compare him to that person. Let's compare him to that person. They're doing the same thing with Patrick Mahomes now. But at least Patrick Mahomes got a daggone Super Bowl and is playing in another one. Rodgers is, didn't play in another Super Bowl, and he can't get out of the NFC Championship game. So Pat Mahomes, you know, beats Tom Brady. He's going to have two. And people look at Pat Mahomes and Aaron Rodgers as both quarterbacks that transcended the game with their talent and arm strength. They look they're similar to me. But what's going what's gonna to give Pat Mahomes the edge? Two championships. Everything, it's just what it is. Okay, Everything. but then look at that point there, too. Since Mahomes entered the league, what has he had? An outstanding OC, an outstanding DC, an outstanding head coach with great tools around him. Aaron Rodgers, Rodgers has not a great had that head for coach. his entire career. Rodgers, and you got to give me that point. Yeah, you got to give me Rodgers that point. Aaron Rodgers Bob, Nelson, Mike Rodgers always had help. Always. I'm talking about coaching. Always. Coaching and the quarterback. Coaching and the he quarterback. He won the Super Bowl with that. Mahomes coach. is putting, putting God's gift hands of Steve Spagnuolo Eric Bianini and Andy Reid, three of the greatest coaches in the sport right now. 
Right, I get it. But at the same time, you just look at it like, yeah, like you could, you could make all those points. I understand. But football is the kind of game, I think, where when you watch an Aaron Rodgers, you watch a Patrick Mahomes, they're just such transcendent talents. And ultimately, in order to win a Super Bowl, as you guys have been saying, it's so difficult. I think that it all comes down to what is on the field. And I totally understand, you know, the, once again, the Packers offensive line didn't necessarily help them out yesterday. The coaching, all that. Mike McCarthy's an awful coach. I'll be the first one to admit it. But at the same time, if Aaron Rodgers is as good of a quarterback as I personally think he is, then he rises above that. I'm sorry. And there's a reason why Tom Brady has been this successful for as long as he has. I'm sorry. Well, then we'll segue perfectly. We'll segue perfectly into the next point of Aaron Rodgers' future is uncertain. Should Rodgers want out of Green Bay? I'll be the first to say, Rodgers, you should. Going from the draft, with them dogging him getting their getting his successor in the first round, zero weapons. Rodgers takes it with a grain of salt, has an MVP freaking season, and then as a team with a horrible defensive coordinator for the past two years, and he takes this team to the NFC Championship. LaFleur's second year does a great job as well, and then the team as a whole falls short. Now, my only thing here is, where is Aaron Rodgers going to go right now and win a championship? What's another good spot for him to win? He's had everything, everything gel within this year and the past year, and they could not get it done as a team. So what the hell, where is he going to go next? And he still has four years left in the deal. So it's not like he could just walk out. So I don't get where that narrative is like, oh, my future's uncertain. You still have four years in your deal. Unless you pull a Watson and force your way out or the Packers willingly trade you, which I think would be, the worst mistake in franchise history. I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, well, I just got three years left on his deal. His behind is staying in Green Bay. He needed to suck it up and get back to, you know, reality, you know, because first of all, everybody want to retire or everybody want to get traded when things don't go their way. We see the same thing with Ben Roethlisberger a couple years when he didn't, you know, when they lost in the playoffs. Oh, I got to take a look and evaluate my future. We all know Aaron Rodgers is going to be playing football again, and it's going to be for the Green Bay Packers. Now, granted, you can talk about the, the draft picks and the taking Jordan love and everything, but Rodgers has not got to the point in his career where he's going to dictate everything that happens. He's going to call every single play. He's going to make those decisions. He's not there yet. He hasn't got to Tom Brady's level. It's that simple. Tom Brady won six rings, and now he gets to run the show in um, Tampa Bay. He gets to make executive decisions. Oh, I want to play with Fournette. Bring him over here. Bring Antonio Brown over here. Bring Rob Gronkowski over there. You got to earn that. That's not something one ring is not going to get you that. And an MVP or two MVPs possibly. It's not going to get you that. You got to win multiple championships and then you can run the show how you want to run the show. Right now, he's being coached by a great coach in Matt LaFleur who has, you know, opened up that offense this year. Aaron Rodgers is MVP is going to win the MVP this year. There's no doubt about that. So just because you lost a championship game where the better team won yesterday, which was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, should not mean you should want to leave. You're in a good spot. You have talent. Yeah, you have a draft coming up. Maybe you do make a move for another wide receiver to pair along with Devontae Adams. But don't let this victory, you know, deter you and make you think about the past. We, we should have moved on from that. Jordan Love is, is no issue with Jordan Love. Jordan Love is garbage from what I heard in practice from sources. So you should, you, your future is the next three years. So you better make use of it, man. I don't, I don't even want to hear that, to be honest with you. He's going to stay a Green Bay Packer as he should be. Aaron yeah. Rodgers. Oh, go ahead. Aaron Rodgers, you know, you need to, you know, stop, you know, stop getting into this media saying, oh, you're uncertain about your future. Shut the hell up. You already in a good situation with, you know, Matt LaFleur. Honestly, if it wasn't for Matt, you know, for Matt LaFleur, your stats would not be where, you know, where, has it where it's at right now. At this point, you know, I'm just, I granted, you don't have the best top-notch playmakers around you besides Devontae Adams. But I just felt like you're in a good situation. You know, you won consecutive back-to-back NFC North Championship. And also, too, you've been to the, you know, NFC Championship as well. So, I believe, you know, you're just talking out your ass right now. you just the heat of the moment. Don't worry. I'll see you back in Green Bay next season. Yeah, I'm going to agree with Cam. I think that was a perfectly way, uh, perfect way to put it, man. Just the heat of the moment, man. Like, I'm telling you, after that game yesterday, like, I just sat on my couch in awe for just 10 minutes. Like, I, it still didn't hit me what happened. And once again, I'll say, like, I don't know how Green Bay Packer fans are waking up this morning. I really don't. I think Aaron Rodgers is probably just feeling the same way, man. Like, he was probably just shook. He It probably still hasn't even hit him yet that they lost because I thought – 
I was confident in the Packers, man. I really was. I was confident in not only the Packers winning this game, but if they would have won, I would have You didn't sound so confident when you hit me up the day before talking about Aaron Rodgers' resume, but that's another topic for another day. You seem like you wanted to, to join say, my boat. To, to Zach's point, I was about to say, like, then, then, then look at how I feel. We, after we got that less than a minute, game. Kenny. We're going to have to bring I mean, it back. What a roller coaster. But nonetheless, man, um, great talk so far, and stay tuned for the next half. And one last point by Leo on this last on this second topic here. I just want to say, man, Aaron Rodgers with that bandana when he was in that press conference talking about, man, I got to evaluate my future. The brother looked like he's about to put on that bandana all the way, get on that motorcycle like the Undertaker, and just drive <laughs> off into the sunset. That's what it looked like, like a scene of a daggone movie. But, you know, hopefully we see Rodgers back next year. But it's just not his year this year. And, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, man. Last thing I'll say is we'll be back. Go Pack Go. That's all I can really say. <laughs> I want the loyalty, by the way, man. Like, obviously, part of what makes football so great is, you know, supporting your team and riding or dying with your team. And, I, Cam, I'm sure you still feel the same way. I, it still haunts me to this day. The Jets losing week 17 in 2015 to the Bills. I'm sure this loss is going to haunt Kenny C for a long time. But that's why I believe winning a Super Bowl is the best feeling in the world, man. There's nothing better. And we also got to think oh, yeah. about it, too. Think about it like this. How many heartbreaking losses that Aaron Rodgers had, too? So I know he's in the heat of the moment. You talk about NFC Championship game against Seattle where you was up 16-0, an outside kick, a bounce outside kick, you lose that game. Against the Cardinals, an Old West shootout in the desert, in oh, the dome, Lord, and you lose that game. And then you Larry also, Fitz walks in. Also, what y'all think about that call, the pass interference call? Um, I'm gonna um, we're gonna watch it together. I got the video here for us to all watch it at one time here. As oh, I no, it's it a up. blatant call. The last yeah. call in the game. I think, it's I, a blatant Kenny call. Said it perfectly. I think I think it was a blatant call, but the fact that they weren't calling it the whole game and all of a sudden they decided yeah, to they, call it they, there was not no ideal. consistency by the officials. Like See? if you're gonna if you're gonna call it then, you gotta call look, it the whole game. Look at it. Holding his jersey. That's obvious. Now when you it's when blatant, you talk about obviously when you talk about, you know, the NFC Championship game, and obviously they wasn't calling a lot of calls. They didn't make a lot of calls in that game. But you don't want that to be the highlight of an NFC Championship game if you don't call it. Sort of like what happened with the Saints and the Rams. Obviously, that wouldn't have been as egregious. Well, they did that. I mean, <laughs> but you don't want that to be the the deciding factor. The refs, oh, they missed the call. So it took a minute. I was looking at that call like, where the flag got, brother? When you gonna throw it? But it was obvious that was a PI. Yeah, I just – they had to be more consistent. But we got to get into this next topic with Josh Allen, man, and the Buffalo Bills couldn't get over the king, which is the Kansas City Chiefs, 38-24. to They're on their way to their second straight Super Bowl. I wanted to give some props to my guy, Kenny C, because he was on the money a couple weeks ago when Will and I were here saying, you know, the Chiefs, it's going to bite them, that they're not playing up to their – Well, time is coming, Zach, but, you know – Wait, say that? Carry on. No, they said coming, time is coming. On. Yeah, um, but <laughs> I'll say this though, man. I was so impressed with them yesterday, man. Like the Buffalo Bills were one of the hottest teams in the league uh, going into the game yesterday. And the fact is that the Chiefs played what was very close to a perfect game. If Hardman doesn't uh, fumble that kickoff, I think the game is, you know, even a bigger blowout than it actually was. And the fact is that after the Bills scored to go up nine nothing. Kansas City went on a 38-6 to run. It shouldn't be that easy. It's almost unfair, the fact that we're watching Patrick Mahomes coming off a concussion, coming off the toe injury, look that good and make it look that easy. And I just – I'm witnessing greatness, man. Like, there's nothing else to, to say, man. Just All I have to say is put some respect on the Kansas City Chiefs, man. They were down 9-0. Everybody was worried, like, oh, boy, you know, has that Kansas City finally, you know, finally, you know, Saw their match. I don't think nobody was worried. You know, we, right. saw, we all know what Kansas City does with leads like that. That's almost like being up. You know, they being up. So and the yeah. only problem was too was the Bills. Yeah, no, you know, nah. where is this Josh okay. Allen in the whole year? That's the Josh Allen yeah. I've been talking about with their the whole history. Season. Go ahead, I mean, Cam, I, my fault. I just like the fact that how like the Chiefs responded, scoring 14 straight. You know, by the screen pass to Nicole Hardman. You know, to make it nine um, nine seven, and also to the rushing touchdown by Williams, which we made it 14 to nine. And also too, man, I just love the fact that 
Buffalo was real ballsy. When I mean ballsy, trying to go men to men with, you know, Tyreek Hill. Jadavious White, my man, bring that ass here, boy. Woo, you got torched yesterday. Nine receptions for 172 yards by Hill, even though that he didn't score. I mean, God dang. Like, I just felt like Buffalo, you know, were real gutsy trying to play men to men against, you know, against these guys. And as you could saw the outcome, you know, hey, you know, Kelsey and Hill combined for over, you know, 200 yards receiving. And, you know, also, too, just want to say lastly, shout out to that defense, man. We got to Josh Allen, you know, sacked him four, four times yesterday, hit him 10 times. Also, too, that interception by Fenton, you know, honestly, the, that chief defense has progressed tremendously over, you know, tremendously over the past few weeks. Well, what can I say? The Buffalo Bills, Ghosts is the Kansas City Chiefs. That's their ghost. The, the, the Buffalo Bills can beat any other team probably in the NFL. They have shown that this year other than a fluke, you know, um, Hail Mary or whatever. But every time they play the Chiefs, they outmatched. And when you go up against the Chiefs, you got to get pressure on Pat Mahomes. It's that simple. Patrick Mahomes had a messed up toe, a concussion. You got to attack. You have to attack. You didn't attack. You know, the defense was man, playing man. You allowed Tyreek Hill to go and score. I mean, what the hell the Buffalo Bills expected? They were not prepared to win this matchup at all. I mean, they had no running game. We all know they didn't have no running game. But at least I thought that they were going to try to, you know, I guess they tried, but they just wasn't that good. They can't win the football, point blank, period. And that's just what it was. And Josh Allen, I'm looking at this brother. It seemed like when, a, when the pocket breaks down, the pressure's in his face, the brother's running 15, 20 yards behind him, you know, and it'd be, it'd be a loss, a bigger loss. It makes a third down, third and 22, third and 25, instead of third and five or less. So you have to make the third down, you know, um, positions more manageable for you to connect on. So there's a lot of things with this Buffalo Bills team. I still think their championship window's open. Um, I think they, they're going to have their years to come, but it's just not going to be this year. Kansas City was clearly, clearly the better team. But I will tell you this, man. Without going into no predictions for next week's episode, Kansas City, yes, they look great. They played 60 minutes of great football outside of that McKeel Hardman play. But losing that left tackle, Eric Fisher, and losing another tackle, when you got the, bu- when you got the Bucks that knows how to get to the quarterback, we saw what, ha- what not having David Batiari did. Yeah, it's going to be tough. But, look, they got the job done, and your main goal is to make the Super Bowl. And that's exactly what the Chiefs are going to do for the second straight year in the NFL. Yeah, to me, this is just a, this is a total team collapse on both sides of the ball. Allen had virtually no time at all to really work any magic once the, the game really got underway from the second quarter on. You know, you could say what you want about him running back for 10 yards and whatnot, but what the hell else is this man going to do? I mean, you could throw it away, obviously. Yeah. But, I, like, this was consistent. Ding, this ding, was ding. consistent. You're not going to throw the ball away every single play. I mean, well, it's going to be straight no three out. 15, 20 yards. You're not going to throw the ball. the ball away every single play. I know, he but, had but no he's running, he's running 20 yards down he the field. He had zero time to throw the football. You know, throw, throw the ball away. Dabble Thank was you. outcoached. Leslie Frazier was completely outcoached. He did not dial up enough blitzes to get them a Holmes. Kelsey was open in the flat the entire game. Hill's just a different breed. I mean, you could double cover the man. He'll still make you look silly with his speed. The Chiefs are just a different element. They're a greatly coached team. And they can beat you multiple ways. I've been saying it the whole year. And they're just an insane team. Especially if their defense heats up, which is not their strong suit, the game is virtually over. And that's what we saw against the Bills. I don't know if you guys saw this uh, leading up to this game, but I think another reason as to why uh, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs played so well is there were actually some reports going around that, like, oh, uh, Josh Allen is has caught up to, to Pat Mahomes. And yeah, Chiefs. I saw that backs in the league like what are we talking about here boys and well it's funny you mentioned that that uh, big sack he, he took man it's obviously a little late but those are the exact kind of reasons why I wasn't too high on Josh Allen in the preseason and he's had a great year he was in the MVP conversation but I think one more point I wanted to mention that when we look at Patrick Mahomes and the kind of career trajectory he's on we debate all the time like oh, what other young quarterbacks in the AFC, when you look at Deshaun Watson, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, guys like that, Justin Herbert, what other young quarterbacks in the AFC could uh, catch up to him and what other quarterbacks could compete with? I got to be honest. Patrick Mahomes right now is competing against the ghost of Joe Montana and the ghost he's of 
Tom Brady. He's a different hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, He's all right. Now we're going to cut this out. Now we're going to cut this out. I'm sorry. First of all, Kenny C, you alluded to it earlier, so I do not want no feedback other than my feedback that I'm giving you because you talked about his coaching staff and his surrounding parts. Let's not go there. Let's Dude, not. Brady and I know Mahomes? you got Mahomes because Zach, I know what I know the point, the slick point that you try to use that time when we was debating Russell Wilson and Pat Mahomes for MVP at that time, right? And you said I'm penalizing Patrick Mahomes for having Tyreek Hill. Top five wide receiver in the league, top tight end in football, top head coach in football, yeah, top yeah. office. Hold up, top office coordinator in football. And you said I'm penalizing him, but if I'm not penalizing him, that means I'm penalizing Deshaun Watson for having nobody around him, for being in a situation in Houston where he's being held like a daggone slave from 1800s out there in the cotton fields. That's what it looked like. You ain't got rate, you know, nobody trading away your best wide receiver because somebody ain't like you bringing your baby mama. Oh, you, you got, got too many people around on the here. Are they a playoff team? Because I think they are. Yeah, they are a playoff team in, um, in Kansas City. You put another quarterback there. Deshaun Watson, let's not, let's not go get our ahead of ourselves here. Deshaun Watson is a great quarterback. Lamar well, Jackson, he has a to do. Russell Wilson is still there. So let's, let's not, not, let's not the garbage. All right, let's I, stop I, the garbage there. Have you ever seen Matt a player Holmes have a great quarterback? Top five, but like I said, he top has five, the privilege right now or of top having five, what is top five. Top five right now or top five? Top five right now. Top five right uh, now. He's number one right now. No, he's not number one right now. He Ooh. has number one talent around him. I'll say that. And but that's like I said, I'm not. I'm not. When I see Deshaun Watson, I see a guy who broke records with virtually not a number one wide receiver. Four thousand okay. yards, broke records. While his team lost, lost twelve games and won four. So imagine right. if he has weapons. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I let's just, not, let's not I'm a bit confused. What are we arguing here? What's the no, 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 no. what are we no, arguing? Because Zach, you see, you gotta pay attention. That's I, that's what instead of being I, on I the am, phone, instead of being on the phone, attention, Leo, we're just confused phone, as to what you're, you're trying know, to exactly argue. What I gotta say. Zach, Zach just said Pat Mahomes is the best quarterback in the league, and it's not even close. And I'm telling Zach. That that's unfair because my boy Deshaun Watson is playing with absolutely nobody. I mean, still but you would like rather have Deshaun Watson than Patrick. From a skill, from I would take Deshaun standpoint. Watson any day of the day going week. Are you kidding me? Over Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm taking Mahomes. I would Mahomes. do it. That's, that's my that's my personal. Guy has the guy has the most explosive arm in football. As mobile, I don't care about you, the explosive. It can beat you with finesse play. Did you see the underhand touchdown he had? I don't care. Who the hell else in the NFL does that? Who else throws an underhand, underhand granny-style basketball shot for a touchdown? Deshaun Watson has broke records this year where his I'm not discrediting Deshaun Watson. All right, so like I said. But I'm saying I'm taking Mahomes. Yo, Will, how many playoff games has Deshaun Watson I'm taking Mahomes. Oh, my God. Let's not leave Deshaun Watson in the doghouse because he plays for Houston. Let's not do that. That's unfair, and I'm sick of that. Like, I'm about to go on a rant right now. And until we see him in a gang green jersey, we can't talk different. Guys could be in, in certain positions and really, oh, oh, yeah, he's the best. When another guy is balling his ass off, too, and is in a worse predicament. I'm just going by right, Deshaun Watson will sell his soul Lil. for what Patrick Mahomes right, really Lil. has Lil. around be him. Honest, whoa, whoa. Be honest with me right now. If you asked any other, any, anyone outside of the hall right now, who's the best I don't care about what other, other people got to say. Mahomes? I don't care. This is us. This is me, the real Lil, you, Kenny C, right, Zach, and Ken. If we want to have other people on the show, we can have them opinion. on the show. But this right, is look. my opinion. Yeah, and that is opinion. But Zach, we're not going to sit here and say it like it's facts. Lil, quick question. Coming out of college, who was Holly coming out? Watson or Hassan Mahomes? Watson. Watson, Watson. Watson. Right. Home and what has Watson done to 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 eliminate that um hypeness? What what has he? Hello, what has he done to eliminate that hypeness? What, Let's not Watson. forget. Let's hello? not forget. He ACL his rookie year. Remember that he tore his ACL his rookie year. The okay, and year, injuries is part of the game. I'm listening. Okay, and the following year. Oh God, you got me on that one. I mean, I said the following year. He did good. He took his team to the good playoffs. Time, my brother. Thank you. He won the AFC South. He won the AFC South. Look at Mahomes. In his first Bro, year. Where are they playing? Wait, the Texans and the Chiefs are the totally quarterback two to different. Who is his coach? Where is it? Who is his coach? Yeah, Who is Deshaun Watson's coach? Yeah, but, but you're trying to take this. You're taking this from, all right, let's compare players to now let's compare complete that situations. Got me hot. I I'm talking about a straight on. skill perspective. I'm going Bro, with Mahomes. Skills perspective, too. Deshaun Watson is right up there. 
you're the I'm best. I'm not saying he's far off. No, I'm no, just no, no, saying no. I'm picking Mahomes Y'all just getting it mixed up. Y'all confusing right, well, the arm talent topic. and the backyard football plays with the actual mental and looking at the right, game itself and the situation. Topic. We got to talk about another quarterback here, and that's Matthew Stafford. And the Detroit Lions are mutually agreeing to part ways. Where should Matthew Stafford be playing in 2021? Leo? Oh, this is a no-brainer for me. Um, this is not even a debate. It has to be the Indianapolis Colts. Yep. Look. On board. Matt, Matthew Stafford is one guy that I know is talented from the eye test. I know the brother, he could throw for 5,000 yards in any given year. But his main critique, for me at least, is his injuries. You know, I look at Sam Brad. I look at – um. Matthew Stafford is being possibly another Sam Bradford because let's not forget Sam Bradford was talented, but the brother kept getting hurt. What's Matthew Stafford's issue? He keeps getting hurt. So why not go to a team? Right, but he has the offensive line. I don't care about the accolades. You he has the accolades over, field. over Sam yep, Bradford, Availability bro. is the best availability. So if he's not on the football field, I don't care about the accolades. You need to be there in the playoffs. You need to be playing. You don't I need mean, to be hurt. All right. So by him going to the Colts, he will have an offensive line that will protect him. I'm not him. arguing that pick. And he will have, I know, but you, you just argued another point that I try to make. Can you see Mustin the flow up? But yeah, <laughs> if he goes to the Colts, he will have he a great hole, offensive baby. line around him. Yes, we are. He will have great weapons at the wide receiver skills position. I'm um, around with Michael Pittman, and you got, what's the guy, T.Y. Hilton. You got a lot of guys over there. You got a lot of options. He's used to playing in the dome. Well, guess what, my brother? You don't got to leave the dome, my brother. Play right there in Indianapolis. With a good head coach. And you know what? The Indianapolis Colts need a quarterback. They lost Phillip Rivers due to retirement. So this is a match made on the Tinder app, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, short and sweet here. I mean, another guy we talk about, Watson. Another guy that's been plagued by a franchise, and that's been Matthew Stafford. This man, it's been a long time coming to get the hell out of Detroit. It, before It's only a matter of time before he was going to become another Barry Sanders. One of, the, one of the best to do it, but never won anything, unfortunately. Never got to the big bowl. And I definitely agree, Lil. That could be a solid spot. Anthony Costanza obviously retired, star left guard for the Colts. But nonetheless, they have a great line to back to back Stafford. I mean, injuries is definitely warranted because you got to protect the guy. Something the Lions have failed to do for years and years now. And then you throw in the young duo of Jonathan Taylor and Naheem Hines in the backfield. That further helps out Stafford, gives him some solid check down uh, players to go to, especially Hines in the passing game. And then, you know, they have enough draft – they have draft capital and enough cap space to get that outside threat. There's going to be a lot of wide receivers coming to free agency. Allen Robinson could possibly be that guy to get in there, give him another weapon. And their defense is a great top-five unit. Frank Reich's a solid head coach. This is definitely the place to be if you're Matt Safford. Yeah, boys, uh, both really good picks. I can't argue, but I'm going to go uh, a little bit off the board here. I think uh, the Colts are a very good uh, possibility, but I'm actually going to go with the football team of Washington – I believe that team is a quarterback away from being really, really special. I think they have the defense. I think they have the playmakers. I think they're a quarterback away. I think Stafford's the perfect fit. That's not a bad pick at all, honestly. Well, Zach, for the first time in back-to-back weeks, me and (laughs) I was saying the same thing to watch the football team solely because, one, the new general manager, Martin Matthew, I mean, he drafted, you know, uh, Stafford back in 09, you know, when he was a general manager in Detroit. Also, too, you know, they have, you know, uh, up and rising playmakers and, you know, Terry McLaren and uh, Antonio Gibson. And also, too, they have a good defense, a good top-notch defense, which is top five. So, also, too, it gives um, Matthew um, Stafford a chance to compete for, uh, for the NFC North, I mean, East, NFC East title. And also, too, take, you know, t- you know, take this team to the playoffs. So, good situation. And plus, too, since everything is fresh, you know, on both parties, I believe, you know, that that right there will be a fresh start for Stafford. The and, uh, football just real quick. team, they 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 wide receivers on um, their skill positions, or you know they have some okay wide receivers, but they're not like the Colts. You know the Colts, you're going to get offensive line protection, you're going to get weapons to throw the ball to, and you're going to get a solid defense. Obviously, the Redskins, the what? Excuse me, the Washington Football Team has a great defensive <laughs> line, and they have an evolving secondary. But I think the Colts is just me. Why would you? Why wouldn't you? go to the Colts. Why would you say no to that team that's all around built up on both sides of the ball? I find that hard to and, believe. And well, another real quick thing, I just wanted, this is like a self-correction. 
Anthony Costanzo and left tackle. I said left guard. I had to correct that. You don't want people thinking like, what the yeah, hell is this guy talking about? Right? What'd you say? Did he retire? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. what I'm saying. He retired, so he's the missing piece to their line. But with oh. the Washington pick, I mean, that's not a bad pick because they have a fairly solid line. Did a good job blocking for Alex Smith, the guy who was one big hit away from possibly – we don't even want to know. He did great, so I'm not taking anything away from Alex Smith, but a great offensive line. Antonio Gibson and McKissick are a solid one-two punch. McLaurin, Logan Thomas, some solid weapons. And a defensive front that's scary as hell and building young first-round pick defensive front with a secondary that feeds off. So that's not a bad spot, The Washington football team, That's not a bad spot. I'm not saying it's not. I'm just saying it's not more attractive than the Colts. I picked the Colts, too. But I'm giving some praise. Because Washington Washington don't have that history of winning championships. There's no history of winning there. At least with the Colts, you're getting history. I mean, the Colts... How, how long are we talking about with Washington? How far you want to go back, Zach? We can go back far. Way far. You want to go back, Doug Williams? You know, that's, that's a, that's, I, okay. I would say that's a type weak point to make because the Colts. No, that's not a weak point. That's actual facts. It's actual history. That, that's, that's if you know your point, Super Bowls, bro. you can look that up. One in 2006. Wait, what was the last Super Bowl? Manning at the helm. Tell me, tell me, tell me. Great offensive line. Hold up. Hold up. When was the last time the Washington football team won a Super Bowl? that Super Bowl? Hello, I'm okay, asking you a question. You want me to ask you a question? First? Point. All right, what's your, what's your question first? Then, I, then you can ask him. I'm pretty sure it was. No, no, wait, what's your question? question? Can you see my phone? Answer your question. I'm pretty sure it was 83. But I don't know okay. why we're bringing okay. up. Okay. I don't know why we're That's bringing up saying. Super Bowl history. Because, neither one have the reason won why I'm bringing up. The past decade. The, the reason why. In the last past decade. You want to compare? Oh, one team won it 15 years earlier than the other team. No, one Jack in the past decade. No, that's a I didn't say. One. See, see I'm what y'all like to do. What you and Zach like to do on this show I'm not going is there take my point and twist it without understanding the context of my point. Anything. You like you to twist it. Up the fact that they haven't that that which can you see? Did I start off recently? this segment okay. talking about? Oh, he shouldn't go to the Washington football team because of Super Bowl history. No, I said when you compare that, both sides, just, when just you compare the Colts and the Washington football team. There's a there's a lot of um <laughs> situations with the Colts that makes better sense, and uh, also say, they don't have a history of winning football games. So you want to go to a team where you know, all right, there's a there's a precedent that's sent here that that they expect winning. That's all I'm saying. But, all right. but also, all I gotta say is whoever whoever's gonna listen to this, you got a great damn episode because we oh, we chopped it up. Gotta, we fought the entire episode. This literally. is what in the huddle is, and I'm glad we go ahead, we Cam, had this go ahead. episode. I mean I, I mean, I want to know, like, the quarterback situation in Indy, like, do you think Stafford probably might be a short-term thing for them or, like, a long-term? I mean, granted, he's only, well, I mean, like... How old is he? 34 he's, uh, or 35? He's got to be short. 32. 32. 32. 32. So he's, he's even younger. Talking about five years. Five-year window. And that's what I'm saying. I'm like, bro, yeah, the Washington is... I guess you can say, Zach, and I'm not trying to make your point look like it's invalid. That's a solid point. But I think that's just going too far off the books. And I know at times, Zach, maybe your thought is, all right, let me get a creative team out here just to throw because I know everybody's going to pick that same team. But some things is just obvious to me. And I think the Colts, with the offensive line protection, with the weapons, with them getting to the playoffs last year, should have won. Obviously, the Washington football team got there as well. But the Colts should have won that game. They were a better team against Buffalo. They owned Buffalo. They, and by they the way, won the time of possession. They just didn't execute. Matthew Stafford, you got to look at that situation and be like, I'm the missing piece. Fellas, I, I hate to like, I, I mean, I got to do this, but the fact check, Washington's last bowl was 92. You can't tell the people, you can't tell the listeners lies. 92, and who was it against? The Buffalo Bills. That's just One other quick point I wanted to make, I'll throw another team at you guys, and Will, if that's, the, that's the main point you want to make. Okay, you know, Washington, I, I understand where you're coming from. They Over the last 20 years, they haven't been uh, that great of a team. But I'll give you another team that I think that has won a Super Bowl very recently that I think would be another great fit for Matt Stafford, and that's the Denver Broncos. I think that it was shown that Drew Locke uh, clearly is not the answer. I think they have the receivers ready. I think their defense is ready, and uh, I think that would be a good fit as well. What about the Phil Cowboys? And, and Anybody Gordon? going for the Cowboys here? Anybody going for the Cowboys? No. Cowboys is another spot. I mean, since we're talking about this, we might as well. But then w- what do you do in that situation? What would you guys do? Would you guys say, I'll Dak, see you later? You just that. had a hard injury. I'm selling you out, though. See well, you later. And Stafford, welcome aboard. Would, That's would, a tricky I, situation. It is. It is. It is. It is, it is a tricky, tricky situation. Because Dak Prescott, we all know, was balling out that year before he got hurt. But at the end of the yeah. day, we all know 
as good as we all know, is that this is a business. So it's not about, oh, yeah, I didn't give you I that mean, contract. I'm sorry. Let me make it up. It's about what's going to give me the best chance. Another thing, too, though, with the Cowboys, I mean, look at how their line has completely deteriorated. They had a top line last season, two seasons ago, and their line was injury riddled this year and, and beat the hell up. Frederick retired, and it seemed like everything went downhill. So I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. But folks, Matthew Stafford, man. Deshaun Watson, get the, hell out, get the hell out of Houston, Deshaun Watson. <laughs> get get out of there. Get out of there. Well, where do you want to see him go? New York? Oh, New York, baby. Ready. Bring him to Gang Green. I, I, me personally, I think Deshaun Watson is best fit on the Falcons because they have talent at the wide. You could put oh, your head down you all you want. Right, wait, 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 wait. Boys, 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 boys. We should save this content for when the Watson Bring news it all. comes out. We might as well give them a bonus, Kenny. See, we, can't, we, we tore this show up today. <laughs> You might as well give them a bonus. To, I mean, let's kick it. Yeah, I'm down. Let's go. You feel let's me? Overtime. It. Overtime right now. But yeah, Ken Green Zach, what, what, are we, what are we thinking here? I mean, look, thought? I'd give up. I'd give up. Yeah. Four first round picks for him. I, I'll, 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 yeah. give him, I'll give him whatever they want. <laughs> I'd sell the yeah. whole ship. <laughs> yeah, basically. Sell them the franchise. Deshaun <laughs> Watson is just that type of, he's just that type of talent, man. You have to. If he says yeah. that you're on his high list, his priority, you make that happen. School Sam Donald. I ain't believing that cat anyway. I never really did. Like, he's a great guy. Great personality. I would love to go out for a beer with Sam Donald and have a conversation <laughs> with a brother. He's a great guy. But other than that, bro, he turns up all over too much. And look, <laughs> compare him to Deshaun Watson, you better sell yourself for Deshaun Watson. He gonna pay, he gonna pay it all for you. Cam, get well, in here. This, though, um, if you're Let's in go. Atlanta, right. what do you do with Matt Ryan? Well, yeah. But why would Houston want him? Why would Houston want that money? That's I would say this. Opinion. I would say this. You trade, you trade Matt Ryan or you cut him. Either two, either two. You gotta, you got oh, you, you can't cut the guy. But, I, but you I think you that, cut him. The only problem with that is that puts the Falcons in cap hell because if they trade for Watson, they're now tied to to his big contract that he just signed, yeah, you, and they already you can't have cut him because you still got to pay him. Yeah, I would I say know. that's a rough spot. You have and what is Watson? Pick. What was Watson's deal like? One hundred fifty or something like that. Crazy what was the crazy deal. deal? Good money, yeah. So it was good the... money nonetheless. But real quick though, boys, with the Jets thing, another thing I wanted to throw in there. Ask me a question. What's the question? All right, go ahead. I just I want to come back and let Cam get in here either. I know, but Zach asked me a question. I can't I can't be mean to Zach and not answer his question, brother. When brother put me on the spot, I gotta gotta retaliate. But yo, Zach. You know, um, with the fourth pick, right? You can trade that fourth pick that you have and Matt Ryan. The Texans, obviously, Matt Ryan is probably not going to be their quarterback of the future. They probably want no parts to him. But what you can do, like I said the last time, is draft a quarterback with that fourth pick and kind of do like a Ryan Fitzpatrick placeholder, you know, situation. Because, look, Deshaun Watson is from Atlanta. We, we don't, right. we, but wouldn't you rather have the third pick? Coming back home. Wouldn't you rather – if you're the Houston, though, wouldn't you rather have the third pick? And Sam Darnold well, and the fourth pick and Matt Ryan? Like, what's the well, difference? It depends. It I mean, a... yeah, if you're looking at it from draft, I mean, the Jets is a no-brainer. Like, hey. you ship off that third pick for a woulda, shoulda, coulda, could be a good quarterback for a guaranteed But it's not even guaranteed that the Jets is drafting a quarterback. So you may still get that quarterback at four that you would at three. No, but I'm, I'm saying if Watson's on the board, I don't, I don't care who the hell you want, you're taking Watson. Oh, yeah, like, And yeah, another thing, that. too, with the Jets take two, like, he's 25. Even if the Jets are still, which they are, still in their rebuild, two, three years, he's still younger than 30 years old. So it's, it's a solid move and if I'm the Jets. And one other point I want to bring up here is that already we are starting to see – Cam, I know you're going to love this, man. We are starting to see my guy, Robert Sala, culture <laughs> change in New York. Deshaun Watson said it. He said it himself, man. I wanted Rob Sala to come to Houston. I, I got goosebumps watching that press conference a couple days ago. All gas, no breaks. The New York Jets haven't been relevant in a long time. And, you know, Deshaun Watson or not, I I'm just so excited for the future of this team, man. That is the guy leading this team I'm excited for. And also, too, I just felt like the New York Jets, you know, the situation with the capital that they're going to have during the offseason is going to put yeah. Watson in a situation to excel. Also, too, you know, the defense is going to be good with Sella, in my opinion. So, Hey, all I have to say is we're going to take over the AFC East, and I'm saying this now. Not so fast, my brother. You got to get Deshaun Watson on board. And let's see. Let's see and what get the weapons. Jets do. But, folks, what a damn 90th episode. That's a great way to have a 90th episode.
Listen, man. All I got to say is that Tom Brady is the GOAT, and we all know it. The brother proved it again yesterday in the championship game. So I'm going to close out with my GOAT on my wall. Ladies and gentlemen, it's your boy Real Lil, part of the In the Huddle crew with the rest of the fellas, and I'm out. Yeah. Boys, episode for the books, I just wanted to say, man, like, Lil, I know you say it a lot, man. Every week that we, we go at it, we've been going at it the whole season, but there is nothing I'm going to miss more than coming on this show every Monday and chefing it up with you guys. I'm, I'm, I already can't wait for next season. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We'll be back, folks. All right, everyone have a good one. Yes, sir.